Welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. My name is Dirk Hooper, and I'm joined by the lyrical Mistress Eva. How are you doing, Eva? I'm good. I'm lyrical, apparently. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for uh, introducing me, as always, Dirk. Oh, you're certainly welcome. And today we have a special guest, which is from London, Mistress Adrena Angela. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. Good morning from London. Good morning. Good afternoon from Bali. And And I'm in Oklahoma City, so there's... It's 2 a.m. for me. (laughs) Thanks for staying up, Dirk. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a worldwide broadcast here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's hope it works out. So since this is the, the first time that we've had a guest, and since this is the first time that we've talked to Mistress Adrena, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, sure. I am, as mentioned, uh, Mr. Strina. I am a London-based dominatrix. I own Inanna Studios, which is a contemporary dungeon in North London. And a good friend of Mr. Siva, I like to think. Very. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Was um, invited onto this podcast. Thank you for that. Is I have a... Um, a big interest in music, which I'm always forcing down people's throats. So it seemed like the one for me to come on. <laughs> so today's topic is music. And I'm not sure how early on I came to understand how much of a central focus that was in Mistress Adrena's life. But um, since then, she has shared with me many incredible playlists. And every time, uh, any moment that I've seen her get there's always her her fingers will be fiddling around an lp or she'll her eyes will be lighting up about her speakers so i thought this would be very appropriate (laughs) for her for her Mm. and i know uh, that you had a uh you had a video interview through uh t-kink where you talked to her uh extensively about uh you know, how music influences her scenes. And uh, apparently she has a pretty good sound system, I hear. My baby. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And- yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the troubling times. How is everybody doing staying at home? So far, so good. Um, <laughs> I'm not the sort mm. of person to be well suited for um a lockdown so i'm a very Mm. proactive person sociable and like to be outdoors so i'm going to be interested to see how i am like at the end of week three of this Mm. how are you doing oh i'm fine i was built for this (laughs) 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 but at the same time i hope to get to see you at the end of it and to be there with you to channel all that rage out into play because i I always have it so you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't need a quarantine for me to channel that kind of energy (laughs) 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 but what about you Dirk? Uh, well, much like you, I'm an only child and I'm an artist and writer. So I I could occupy myself for days or weeks or even months at a time all by myself. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, the but, oh, sorry, continue. Oh, well, I mean, with that said, I do miss seeing my friends. I mean, usually uh, I have a group of buddies that I get together with uh, every Friday night. And we go out to eat and, and then go to see a movie and wow. we can't do that. We can't go out to eat and all the movies are shut down mm. and we didn't even get it together over at someone's house because, you know, we're afraid of giving each other something. Yeah. So, you know, that I do miss and I'm ready for that to be over with for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I, I am quite missing the fact that I, I was supposed to be in London right now. And I was supposed yeah. to get about 10 days with Adrena. And so that's quite upsetting. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pandemic. 
Mm, but I look forward to when we can get to it again. Yeah. So this was supposed to originally be l- with both of you together. Correct. Yeah. And oh, then. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. That so would have been cool. The world has shifted and yep. there will be compounded drinks at the end of it with the Drina. Well, when you get. <laughs> When this is all over, it would be cool to do another episode where you two are together. Mm, yes. I'm in. Okay. All right. I'm in. That's it. Thanks. Thanks for the programming, Dirk. <laughs> That's what I do. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah, it's good to remember that there's there is eventually an end. So I think Yeah, I mean you, you you said the last time we talked, which was only about a week or so ago, mm-hmm. that um, things are starting to look a little bit better in Asia right now. They are. They are. But then everybody flew back from uh, the UK and the US. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's starting over again? Uh, no, it, they just got much tighter again. So people were starting to have events and, you know, hanging out with each other again. But then the government tightened up again. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, but at least we're used to it now. So it's okay. It's mostly social distancing. It's not so much lockdown stuff. So. Yeah. All right. So the tweets that went out on mine and your Twitter accounts this last week was kinky people and BDSM players. What music are you listening to in these times? What is the first thing that you play when you can session again? And tell me about your kinky music playlist. And then on your account, you asked everyone a question for kinky scene people. What songs are on your playlist? How do you choose your music? What makes a good song to play to? And answer below and share this post, please. Yeah. So, shall I go through a few of the initial responses? Yes, that's great. So there's so many people that had very specific songs and artists. So a huge variety, everything from The Weeknd to Solar Fields, Beat Bazaar, Portishead, uh, a lot of people I don't know, <laughs> Alain Bashong, <laughs> uh, Megadeth, Oliver Tree. Is this sparking anything with anybody? Uh, so that was so many, so many people with very specific interests. But I guess what really started to capture me was um, a few different tweets. I'll start with one by Mistress Cleo Calle, so at Cleo Calle. And they say, music is the most important part of my sessions. I tend toward neoclassical or doom genres for the bulk of a session. And I use harsher music like atmospheric black metal, psychore, noise, experimental, voices, instrument to elicit certain moods. And this is very interesting for me because it reminded me a lot of how I do things, but I think more specifically how I've seen Adrena do things <laughs> do you can you can you tell us maybe a little bit about how your playlist I guess maybe we can just talk about where what your playlists are and what what you use them for if if anything okay okay so when I was reading all of the tweets you got in I kind of noticed there seems to be two schools of thought here there's the people who refuse to listen to music at all because they think it's distracting during session and they don't want people to listen to music and not being involved in the scene and then you get the others who can't even imagine sessioning without music because it's kind of part of this essential experience and it's one of the yeah the senses that you're bringing into it and I'm definitely one of those I don't think I've ever really sessioned in silence and the the idea of it almost kind of gives me an anxiety attack because it's <laughs> such a huge part of it um and I think very early on I started kind of using it as a tool I figured you could in the nicest possible way psychologically manipulate someone with the music you're playing um so particularly if someone isn't familiar with the music or isn't familiar with your relationship with music um they'll be picking up on it and responding to it emotionally or even mm. physically without being aware yeah. that's why they it kind of really enhances these things that they're feeling and um they think it's you it's not it's just the music so it's a great kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah gives you a break yeah. a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, yeah music, it's as we mentioned a very important part of the scene for me 
I have three key playlists that I use and it does vary depending on the day some days I'll just whack on like if I'm in that sort of mood uh, a more upbeat one something a bit more playful and sexy but mm-hmm. or on, you know, like a, a daily mix based on what I'm feeling but I have do have three playlists specifically for um sessions and that's I think I've shared all of them with you I have just Inanna which is I'm my, so special uh, you are <laughs> <laughs> thank <laughs> you <laughs> Um, yeah, there's an animal, which is like my kind of very down-tempo, sexy kind of music. Mm-hmm. I have sensory deprivation, <laughs> which is a playlist specifically for sensory deprivation. And that one is quite niche. It's all very like low-beat, ambient music with kind of philosophical lectures being played over it predominantly. <laughs> yeah yeah oh I've heard that one <laughs> yeah that music but that's all together another one do you um, want to explain what sensory deprivation means to you sure so hmm. sensory deprivation it's something I do a lot of and it's something I enjoy and obviously the, the focus obviously is visually because obviously not full sensory deprivation because I'm bringing all the sound into it but I'm a firm believer that if you take away someone's sight not only does it, you know, it's like talking to someone in the dark, but it also massively takes their guard down, they're more relaxed. Mm. You're also both kind of slightly in your own separate worlds. So I sometimes go into my own headspace during mm-hmm. sexual liberation, which I find can be a real benefit because I really kind of almost go into a trance. So mm-hmm. we're, we're having these two experiences that are parallel, but at the same time, very, very like personal and singular. I love that. Um, also it enhances all of the other senses you know um, and there's so much you can play with that with like sensory play and touch and mm. um, how you can tease someone or bring them up kind of very tense yeah. and relax them so yeah big mm. sensory deprivation but a large part of that for me is music because obviously their other senses are a bit more enhanced mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there was another playlist also there was another playlist and mm. I am um... oh so then yeah I just have one which is kind of like a it, usually there will just be like a shuffle collection of music, but it'll be like my session in an order as a playlist. Ah. So oh, what's that like? What sort of music I would start a session with, what sort of music I would um, ah. have in the middle, yes. and how I end it and wind down. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few joke ones, like I do have a few um, Findom tracks. Which <laughs> are entirely tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> what's a Findom playlist like? <laughs> really I'm like rain man when it comes to music <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole it's called Ho songs and it's a, a playlist which is just songs about money <laughs> oh I haven't heard that one I have to go yeah, look at that I'll one it when I got it. <laughs> it's, it's like, like on console you know like the JB's oh that that's that's Harris that's got a beautiful edge to it though yeah uh, very green power that sort of thing Okay, all right. It's not as directive. I think we had a tweet from at Persian Dom, and she was uh, saying just she just mentioned this song name, and she said, "Bitch, better have my money" by Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit more direct. <laughs> Do you have playlists um, for yourself, Dirk? Yes, I mean my playlist have evolved you know, considerably over the years. And I mean, like even recently, quite considerably, mm-hmm. um, I would say back when I, back in say the nineties and stuff, when I got started, p- predominantly the stuff that I would listen to. And I, I mean, I wrote some of this stuff down real quick. Um, uh, Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode, um, Smashing Pumpkins, Portishead, which someone else mentioned, Vast. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know kind of anything with like a like a lot of you know kind of a driving beat techno type Mm. stuff um that was you know really what spoke to me at the time and i you know i was it was the 90s i was younger then you know and so that's kind of where i went at that time um i think after that i started looking for stuff that was a little bit more kind of like i want to say like world music uh, again, kind of electronic type stuff. And one of my go-to albums for years was something called Karma by Delirium. Mm-hmm. And it's about a 45-minute 
album that was kind of, I mean, it had a lot of beat to it. It had some lyrics, but it was almost like spiritual in some ways. And so if you're, you know, you're in kind of a intense scene or something, it kind of maybe elevated the scene a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like state, like um, adrenaline. Yes. And one and one track, I mean, literally the whole thing plays kind of like Dark Side of the Moon, where it kind of goes from one track to another. So, you know, one track will fade off and it will go into the next track. So it becomes very trance-like, you know. And again, there was a spiritual element to the, to the music that, um, you know, can really take you to another place. And I really enjoyed that. Mm, so... I would play that and even play it on like repeat because it just, it kind of faded yeah. off into the background. Okay. Hmm. Um, uh, more recently, like speaking in the last six weeks, <laughs> yep. um, I, I got a, a, a new partner, someone yeah. that uh, I'm falling in love with. Aww. And um, <laughs> so she, she has, uh, you know, I, I, I went to that, that album that I just mentioned, the delirium album uh-huh. and it didn't fit. It just didn't uh-huh. fit with what, you know, kind of what we were doing. Okay. And so she began making a playlist for us. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the, the playlist is, is what she calls down tempo and chill. She made it on a, a like a Pandora playlist and what she did is she she described to me that what she would do is kind of look for that kind of uh, you know kind of kind of electronic mu- music I guess um, I don't know exactly how to describe it mm. um, and then she would play these things and if it if it seemed to fit then she would put it in this list and you know for the first time ever I kind of turned it over to my partner. Mm-hmm. To, to do this thing. And so she's created this playlist. And, and by the way, I, I recreated the playlist on my Spotify account. Okay. And I'm going to let people hear it if they want to. Yeah, no, but, I'd love to. Um, so, you know, what it is, I'll tell you that it's very different from the other stuff that I've done. And it really fits the way that we play together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much more, you know, intimate. It's not quite as, it, it's not as heavy as like, you know, the old kind of nine inch nails type stuff okay. that I used to listen to. Mm-hmm. And these songs, because we continue to kind of play them, uh, these songs have become, uh, you know, kind of like a soundtrack to our, you know, our sessions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we can listen to the music after the sessions and kind of remember Lovely, yeah. things. Triggers and, uh, memories in yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> and That's so, yeah. you know, like like I was compiling this and putting it together because I knew we were going to be talking about it tonight. Oh, okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention a few of the, the groups. You probably, most people probably haven't heard of these groups. Mm-hmm. Um, one is Amtrak. Another's Tycho. Um, Caribou, Lonely Twin, Pink Skies. Oh, yep, yep. Um, he- Helios. Is any of this ringing a bell with oh, anyone? Yeah, yeah, no, I've heard of yeah, some of them. Do, uh, a lot of that sort of thing. So yeah. Oh, okay, good. Uh, British Sea oh, Power, and then. Uh, Are you approving, Adrena? <laughs> yeah. Well, come on, it's on my plate. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> but yeah, then, very different to Nine Inch Nails. And, yeah. yeah, very different. And also, <laughs> I'm <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't even know how this happened, but like we put in some Hans Zimmer, who is a oh yes, a, no. uh, we all we know who, about Hans Zimmer. Oh okay, <laughs> he is a, I mean, he's a composer who does a lot of um, yeah. Christopher Nolan's films. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. I mean, really fucking brilliant composer, and yeah. he has a he has a song called First Step mm-hmm. from Interstellar that is absolutely. I get chills every time I hear this thing. I don't know why, mm. but um, we're, we're sprinkling a little bit of Hans Zimmer into the playlist as well. Sounds like a beautiful relationship, Dirk. It's been, <laughs> it's been transcendent so far. 
Oh, so far. All right. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, you, you sound very happy. I'm happy for that. And I'm extremely it, happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. Um, do you find that that happens for you, Trina, that playlists can dictate or uh, be inspired by certain relationships and they fit sometimes but not others? Or Yeah, I find it's less based on the person I'm with and the relationship I have with them is... Uh, how like I guess my relationship with myself how I'm feeling what mood I'm in what energy I want to channel um like I think I touched on earlier um so if I'm in a certain mood if I'm really being very like playful I might want some more upbeat thing whereas if I'm feeling kind of more sensual then I'll go Mm. with that um the type of session um that'll affect the music it has to fit and so I think certain types of sessions um certain types of music wouldn't fit so I kind of base it more about my mood and that kind of energy rather than the mm. individual. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's in a sense uh, talks to what you were saying, Dirk, how usually you dictate things, but you're kind of letting her take this uh, Yeah, task. no one else gets a choice about music. In my <laughs> <laughs> I want to come I'm well known for my great love of burial. And I went before a session, I've been like, I don't know what the big deal is. And he showed up and he was like, I know what's going to happen. And I was like, yep, we're just going to spend 90 minutes listening to Burial now. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Lucky them. My Burial is so seminal and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> were they restrained? Or- yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Torturous education. Yeah, that's what I say. Come for the kinks, stay for the division. <laughs> yeah, we got quite a few tweets that spoke to spoke to that also. Like, um, let's see. Basically, dark and sexy tunes are my go-to for a session. Sometimes I'll throw on Christian Lofa for a more sensual oh, session. <laughs> By the Sadie Hex. <laughs> she approves. Uh, little Mousy says, um, some are hard and fast for the rough moments, some slower for the softer and more sensual moments. To me, the beat plays a role. And I really liked this one from Mistress Virago, who says, songs, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, Kanga, Gary Newman are favorites. I can't get into a session if the music is wrong. And but the thing I liked most about what she had to say was, I like a strong beat for pain play. Mm. Does anybody have any experience with that? Sir? Yes. <laughs> sure. Or Adrena. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, earlier on when I was playing, I, I was very, uh, very into stuff with a with a heavy beat to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of my partners seem to be kind of. I mean, my previous partners, let me say, were not as uh, into pain play. So like really heavy driving stuff would be too intense. It wouldn't mm-hmm. fit with the type of scenes we had. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do you I, think I it fits? Be... Why do you think a strong beat fits pain play? Um, it's kind of like a, a, I would say it's like a dance. You know, you have like, if you are using a flogger or a whip or you're doing, you know, impact play or something, it kind of, it can guide the, the pace of the play. The rhythm. And it, the rhythm. Yeah. So it becomes like a, you know, it can, it can help kind of, you know, show you how to place your steps. So to speak. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, music for me allows me, and both ends. I mean, you know, I've been submissive as well. It allows you to really get lost in the moment. I, I know that several people have, uh, who responded to us said, you know, I don't like music at all. I'll, you know, I, the, the music that's going to play is going to be the sound of, you know, my whip mm-hmm. or, you know, some, or the click of the heels on the, on the floor. And, and I understand that as well, but for me, it's very, the music consumes me in some ways and um, allows me to, to go deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. on on both, on both sides, both as a submissive and as a dominant and um, to lose your inhibitions sort of. Absolutely. Just kind of let it, 
kind of flow through you and that heavy driving music um, certainly sets the mood really well, especially if you are moved by music. Hmm. Okay. And, and Adrena, what were you thinking when um, I said that? Yeah. I mean, I agree with Dirk that it's very much, it's an energy and pace thing and it sets the, the energy. It's just like, if you're going for a run, you generally yeah. play something really low and mellow um you'd play something that helps you you know keeps that pace up and i think it's the same with that with um impact play it's setting that rhythm and pace i generally i don't listen to very much heavy music at all particularly in sessions i think it it gives me a bit of an anxiety attack and i think that's not the sort of music that someone else is into mm. it is quite heavy and it can be a distraction so i don't listen to much heavy music but the reason i kind of l- laughed when you mentioned that is there is um, certain tracks which do kind of work really well for impact play. Um, for me, yes. Moderat, Moderat is okay, one of yes. a new era of Moderat. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly enough, also, I have almost like a, a kind of Pavlovian response to some tracks. And even mm-hmm. though the music itself might not necessarily lend itself to what I'm doing, it's something that for some reason, okay, so... Um, there's a track by the national this is the last time and for some reason every time that comes on i just get this little sadistic streak and want to inflict pain (laughs) i wonder what happened to make that happen um pavlovian response and they know me well enough to know that if that comes on they're in trouble (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that Very sweet. Yeah, I, I've I've heard somebody like I, I tend to talk a lot when I'm doing impact play, so mm. I can't really have a very heavy beat going, or the mm. things that have heavy beats or at least at a pronounced level. But I've heard that people really get lost and let that guide them, like you were talking about. Like it takes them into whether it's a trance state or to lose an inhibition in terms of how quickly they want to um, connect the whip to the flesh or just to hit in general or the intensity of it. It's, it's like, a, it's almost like a, an encouragement for inner sadistic desires in a sense. Yeah. It's like amazing it. how you respond to music, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. But on the flip lyrics side. Can be, yeah. Lyrics can be a part of that too. I mean, yeah. there are certain songs that are, you know, definitely, uh, you know, geared towards BDSM, you know, whether they are yep. <laughs> very, very directly or sometimes indirectly, you know, it's not even really meant to be taken that way, but can definitely drive the scene. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. both with both with heavy stuff and with, you know, soft stuff, too. Like I said, like transcendent yeah. type things, spiritual things that make you kind of go deeper into the moment yeah yeah can i just yeah. read something from um sissy stacy so sissy stacy five does mention nine inch nails comes up a lot yep. <laughs> but but to the ad the later end of their um tweet they said if it's about me i'd like to be mm-hmm. submissive or kinky or about being girly which was the mm-hmm. only one that mentioned um this angle out of all the tweets that I saw at least. And I, that was quite interesting because I've never um, been in a sissy headspace myself. Uh, and so I guess it was like, oh, what would, what would be a playlist that would awaken that, that energy in me or that part of me, you know? And that I guess is, is the nuance that you can, you can really bring somebody who maybe, you know, people who have blocks even Mm-hmm. how magical mm-hmm. music can be to kind of just shift it into this inner space, however alternate to their normal reality it is. So not necessarily even pain, but just identity even. And I quite like that a lot. You should ask Sissy Stacy what they play for that. But yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Um, shall I keep reading some more? Yes, please. Yeah. Yes. I- Mm-hmm. Did you have something to say, Derek? I, I just think it. I think it's funny that there. I mean, if you look at the the totality of this, there are certain people, and Nine Inch Nails is definitely one of them, mm-hmm. that continue to come up over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is really interesting. 
Yeah, why do we think that might be? Is it because more people want to connect with that kind of raging energy when they're playing? I mean, you know, look, both the, both the beat and the lyrics of Nine Inch Nails, particularly the stuff from the 90s, mm. it, it absolutely plays to BDSM. And uh, like Depeche Mode is, you know, out front about their, I mean, you know, th- their songs are outright about BDSM. You know, in your room, for example, is is a good example of a, a you know, a very upfront BDSM song. Matter of fact, that whole you know, personal Jesus and all that whole damn album is yeah. is just about BDSM and about intimacy, okay. and uh, and you know, uh, dominant being dominant and submissive. Mm, so it represents quite clearly to people. It's almost like an anthem. At, absolutely, like an anthem. That's the yeah. perfect way to put it. Yes. Mm-mm. Yeah. But like on the flip side of that, how Adrina mentioned also that there were two camps. I'm going to read something from the other camp. Yeah, good. <laughs> my, my, uh, another love of mine, the matriarch Azada Sin, uh, yeah. mistress underscore Azada. And she has to say, I never listen to music, but for the sessions, if I need a background, it is always Carlos Peron, Lesa, because it was suggested by someone and I saved it on a YouTube playlist. For audio clips, I use random royalty-free music. Music has zero importance in my life. I, I always love how direct she is with her. <laughs> zero. <laughs> the sound of my heels, the leather-on-leather leather sound, my whispers, his moans. This is the true music I like to play in a session. Mm-hmm. My sexuality is a lot around hearing myself talk or listening to my partner reacting. Music would only distract me. I also like how I put on like this super fancy voice whenever I talk about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Because that's what I, that's how I see her. <laughs> like she was here with us. <laughs> yeah. See her voice. Her voice is music. <laughs> you know, this is, this is super valid. I mean, everything oh, that yeah. she's saying, um, I mean, yeah. you can, with silence and I mean, like, for example, like before I will begin to, to use a whip on someone, I'll crack the whip a few times by their head. Um, <laughs> that's just, just to get the blood flowing, you know, to, uh, to, you know, to get the idea that, you know, Hey, this is what's coming. Um, and if the music's too loud, it distracts from stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's also fun to whisper in people's ears and, you know, it, so silence is, is very effective as well. Yes. It's, you know, so, I mean, that can be just as not using music can be just as valid as music, depending on, you know, what, what it is you do, you know, and what your, what your style is. Hmm, yeah. And also like, um, if you're super dedicated to music, I don't want to push you into this scenario in your head, Adrena. So don't listen too carefully. But, <laughs> but if you take it away from somebody and you don't allow it and you leave them with their thoughts, say mm. overnight in a prison cell, what mm-hmm. can that do also? Right. So I guess it's sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can well, listen well, again, Adrena. I've been thinking about this. Sorry. Yeah, I can totally see and respect, one hundred percent understand people who would see it as well. I can't necessarily understand. I see how people see it as a distraction, definitely. And I love what I call, you know, like the orchestra of the kink, like the sounds of the clinks of the metal and the little squeak, like rasp when the skin like lifts off some leather and it's a bit of sweat and when you yeah. can hear the, and their breath. These are all things that I love. Mm. Um, and I'd hate to lose that, but I think it's about, yeah, choosing the music that enhances without distracting and at a volume that you're both listening too comfortably without trying too hard to listen or without it drowning out the other things that are going on. So yeah. it's a bit of an art form to get those. Oh, absolutely. Correct. But yeah. I've played with you a few times and I talk a lot in session, as you know, <laughs> but I never felt like it had 
I, I almost can't necessarily remember hearing it and my voice at the same time. So you definitely have the art down. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, no, and also I've also gotten to play with the Zada and uh, we're, we're actually very similar, at least when we play together in that there's so much. Yeah, there's so much in our conversation and there's so much uh, psychological, um, I want to say tension, but it's really like uh, abject fear <laughs> in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and great, so, great men to do that. <laughs> and so it's just, uh, it's already so heavy psychologically that it almost, there's so much noise in your psyche that you, it, yeah, I can see how it works for her the majority yeah. of the time that yeah. you don't want that extra because there's so much invested in this little tiny, really t like fearful exchange, terrifying exchange. So in the most beautiful way, of course. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Can I read my response to this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. So um, what I wrote was a bit long, surprise, surprise, but <laughs> it says, in these times, I'm still enjoying how quiet Bali is, and so I'm listening to nature as much as I can. But the first thing that I'll play when I get to session again will be Nicholas Jar's Resident Advisor Mix for old time's oh. sake. Uh, and actually, a, a side note is that I only used to play mixes because I I loved the progression, and if I had spaces in between or too much of a jump in uh, songs, it would really mess with me. Yeah, but I, I, I used to, that. yeah. Mm. And then in the tweet, I, I continue to say, I used to play it so much in session that it will take me back through all of those emotions that I look forward mm. to reconnecting with. Um, there hasn't been another mix with such delicate and raging progression. Um, but in my kinky music playlist, I... Um, I have playlists titled Build, Destroy, Care, and Listen to Women. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, And everything has a lot of erase tapes in it. I know you know oh. who they are. Um, I love it's my favorite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, across, across all the different, uh, how do you say, a playlist, they're, they strangely are able to make a, them and rival consoles make a lot of, appearances across all of them but um but in my care one you have the more classical stuff and then in my listen to women i only have women um vocalists yeah i have a women playlist too <laughs> yeah because i feel you don't hear their voices enough and especially within a femdom space i think i want them to feel outnumbered so, mm. <laughs> and so I use that in when I feel like that. Also. That's good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was those are my two cents. But um, but yeah, have you heard the Nicholas Jar resident adv advisor mix, everybody? I, I have not, and I would love you to link me to that because I mm. love Nicholas Jar. Yeah, and approve of pretty much everything resident advisor. So yeah, mm. it's pretty. Uh, I. I heard it when I first started, so maybe I was 20, it was, let's see, nine, nine years ago now. Wow. So, yeah, but it's just still consistently relevant, and I've never heard anything as haunting. It's just oh, so good. <laughs> so I'll, I'll link that in here. He does all sorts of stuff, as you know, he always does, but he just, he like even breaks down, he strips everything and just uses a vocal of Beyonce at some point, but he makes it sound really scary. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's just all sorts of stuff, but he's. That sounds very, cool. Yeah. He's yeah. very talented. So. I like yeah. that. Well, I, I want to know about Destroy. Oh, Destroy. All right. Mm -hmm. So let me read out some of the people on Destroy. So I guess how I usually run a session is that you slowly open people up and you talk about what might happen and then it mm -hmm. kind of goes into a heavier space and then I take it back down again uh, and that's the care playlist. So so softer to harsher than much more condensed beats to much, much, much 
softer and spaced apart again. So destroy is basically when I really want to mess with their mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not necessarily like techno, which I, does have its place, but let's see. Blackpool Sands Forever by Daniel Brandt and Rival Consoles Remix. Uh, the Hazy by Glass Animals, a Dark Sky Remix, some floating points, Rival Consoles stuff, Max Cooper, um, oh. Lapalux, Christian Loeffler, Persian Empire, Taku, Olafur Arnold's, Niels Fram, Ryan Davis, that kind of stuff. I, um, whether anybody knows that is a lot of great names there yeah yeah but um probably things that are that are maybe a little bit uh a higher bpm than they normally make mm. but still very much somebody who has an awareness of space this all of these artists so i like that for when i try to pack apart their minds and you know dismantle them so that i can build them together the way i like again yeah (laughs) so that's how i i use sound and space but yeah everything's a tool to get what i want (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking what you were saying about and i'm trying to think how to phrase this but about having kind of a Mm, struggling to put this into words like the the music having like an arc in it so you're kind of building it up and then bringing it down and I try and do that as well so kind of like follow the the path of the session if that makes mm, sense yeah because you're Definitely walking people into arc. your space and out of your space right it can be yeah, really nerve-wracking yeah <laughs> starting it quite low and then building up and then low again at the end yeah yeah, yeah. like aftercare so- track you can go now. It's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so sorry I couldn't make it to London. It would have been so much fun. Oh, I know. But we oh. will do it again. We will recreate. Yeah. We have not missed the opportunity. We just postponed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when are we going to get to meet you, Dirk? I've never met Dirk. Can you imagine it? No. Yeah, we've never met face to face. I got to get out more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm landlocked. I'm in Oklahoma City. I mean, there's no water around me. Hey, someone's in a like forest. You don't have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I have to battle with monkeys for my living room so yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're still bothering you (laughs) i can't play them any playlist they don't respond (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately yeah but um, oh wow yeah i just need to what i need to do is figure out how to get to some of these bigger events and you know cross cross paths uh doing that or you know, may, like I've been needing to go to Europe and, you know, offer photography services and stuff to kind of help pay for the trip, you know, mm. uh, for a long time. And uh, I just got to, you know, kind of bite the bullet and go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Any ones you want to suggest, Adrena? Sorry? Any events in Europe that you would um, like to I mean, <laughs> when they will start again. Yeah. Uh, yes. You can't really go wrong with the German fetchball in so much there's even if you don't events, oh. every single person in Europe seems to be there. So it's a great one for getting everyone together. Hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, that one. Um, the London club scene has unfortunately died a death courtesy of the <laughs> club licensing laws. So that's a shame. There's not really a lot here that I'd recommend. Really? Yeah, it's a, quite a long story, but basically all the big big clubs in London where we, which made us have all the you know great parties they've all shut down they've either been knocked down to turn into flats you know typical or we've got to change our licensing laws and it basically killed the London club scene and that's like globally across all the different types of party and music genres and all that so yeah I'd say that it's now kind of moved into lots, lots of smaller parties yeah. more intimate which obviously has its place and it good but we've lost this kind of like massive spectacle thing that we used to have with say the old torture garden and that. Mm. torture garden isn't running anymore 
It still runs, but it'll run three small parties over one night. It won't have, you know, the thousand capacity oh. big oh. events, which used to, you know, they were a real sight to see. Whereas now mm. they're kind of very much the same as any other, um, any other kink club, really. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with German fetish ball. They they don't seem to want to announce that they're yeah, going to delay anything. So. Right. Even if if we can leave the country, I'm still going to go to Berlin because I okay. have no friends, <laughs> so I'm still going. Uh, even what? It's just about whether we're free to to travel at that point, which you might not. What's the date on that event? May. Tw- I should know this. Twentieth to twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May twentieth. My birthday. <gasps> oh, look at that! They're having it for you, Derek. <laughs> 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 that's always what I do I find someone else's party around my birthday and I just hijack it <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah let's see if they go they go ahead I guess everything that's the day be, by day thing here. I, I mean I really feel like we're going to be done with this and I'm mean, not done with it but it's going to get better maybe in another month but mm. you know May might be cutting it close I don't yeah, know I think, so. I think it'll be another two months mm. yeah it, it probably we will we have a really depressing bet here can't we yeah. <laughs> Can we have a quarantine sooner rather than later? Oh, yeah. Oh, so one of my slaves. Oh, my that is. So yeah. I have to, <laughs> yeah. to the foreseeable is I'm doing like a Skype online thing with another lady on Tuesday mm-hmm. night and that's Probably the only plans I have for the next two months. I think I've mentioned this um, a little bit already, but like quite a few, I, it was Mistress Blunt and Bridget uh, Conway Taylor. They do something every week and they just get a bunch of different people to go onto Zoom and they're like polishing their leather or their latex. Talking about kink. It's really, it sounds mm. very soothing. I haven't been able been to really amazing to these things that are popping up and alternative ways that people are communicating and stuff. It's really, I do love seeing that. Mm. Oh yeah. And I saw like talking about parties and music and stuff. I haven't attended it yet, but I've been meaning to go to club quarantine. Apparently it's like every day on zoom and they had Charlie XCX the other day, uh, DJing and it's it's for the queer community it looks and everybody gets super dressed up well not everybody but some people yeah and it looks really fun (laughs) I want to do that my introvert's world has finally come sorry right I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) I'm quite pleased about this (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) but um Maybe we can, uh, is there anything else that, so I guess maybe you can tell us a little bit about how music began to be important for you and when you realized uh, that it could be useful in session. Um, it's really, it happened, I don't know what the catalyst was for me getting into music. I'm a very passionate person and generally if there's something there are a lot of things in life that I become very, very passionate about, kind of fall in love with, and music was one of them. And I don't know, I, there was no catalyst. I don't know the point at which suddenly it became hugely important. And mm. uh, Were you so, always collecting things when you were younger also? No, 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 weirdly. Yeah, it started with the records, really, my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because I'm a very passionate and very emotional person, and that's why music is so important to me it's something that I connect with on a very emotional level it helps me mm-hmm. feelings and um, tap into them and explore them and sometimes beat myself up with them and all of the above and um, so I think that is my reason for loving music mm. um, what do you beat yourself up with um the music we don't have a bigger oh. conversation right now <laughs> you know we the can whole do thing. that at quarantine yeah. Looking at you, you know. <laughs> yeah, quarantine is a great time for that. <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening to very kind of emotional music, it can sometimes send you into places you probably shouldn't be wallowing in or exploring, okay. particularly when you're in isolation. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, and I think from the second, for as soon as I started sessioning, I was obviously using music and exploring that, and it was very integral to it. So that's always, always, always been a part of my kink life for sure. Do you remember the first few things that you played when you first started programming? Yes, I think so. Um, I think that would have been because. I've been listening to that music for a very long time. That would have been John Hopkins, um, Bonobo, and Abra, I think. So I think Black Sands on Migration are both brilliant intro tracks. They're so kind of like sexy and they move. And yeah, Fortet 2017, I think. Oh, very nice. That's basically my anthem. I yeah. love that. So in a sense, it's almost like sonically it hasn't necessarily shifted too much from the beginning then. No, no. I don't really listen to that. Well, I still listen to Fortet. Um, mm. I haven't really listened to that for a long time, actually. Um, so I think it's moved into I kind of delved deeper in the digital okay. sphere. But no, there's still a lot of the old, the old boys still pop up from time to time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you think your play style has shifted much since you started? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. It's a journey, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Changing space, obviously, so from going from some, using someone else's space to having my own obviously has a huge impact mm-hmm. on the way I play and my identity and all of that. So that definitely changed it. But yeah, I think I'm constantly evolving and changing, exploring. And so I think it will always change and hopefully develop. Yes. I really yeah. like how you how how you add things to your to your practice. It's like you you've obviously are using sound to move people and to break people mm-hmm. or to just change how you want them to emote. But also, uh, I think I said this to you when we were talking about your play space. But how you were telling me that how much she gives the session as opposed to like. Oh. It, she becomes yeah. like your support yeah in, yeah in creating this experience for someone and I really like that's really a lesson for me because I guess I've been traveling so much and I I've played in other people's spaces for the majority of my professional career that I mm. use myself a lot yeah I yeah, forget that, that I can use other things and I mm. really like the extent of how much you choreograph yeah absolutely. yeah yeah Mm, it's very inspiring. So, yeah. Let me follow up on something there. What's it like to play in different places all the time? What is that like? Tiring, I realize. I can it's imagine. Very tiring. Yeah. yeah, because it's like everything's on you, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the thing, when I walk into a space, let's just say I'm in a hotel room or something, and I try to stay at the same places, but even then, sometimes they might put you in a slightly different configuration. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I do things like, all right, so they're going to walk through the door. What are they going to see first? So I can't mm-hmm. have that light on because I don't want them to distract it. You know, and so it's just I have to reconfigure everything the whole way. And then also it's like right. I want them to kneel here, but I need more space. So then I need to, you know, move things around. <laughs> Where is yeah. there going to be a hard enough point for what I want to do? It's just it's like a lot of extra work. And sure. so hmm. and on top of that, I I have to run everything very psychologically just to, yeah. to make sure that they're there with me. And yeah, I've been too hard on myself, I think, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, just putting, sorry. I, was saying, I quite like with hotel rooms. What I really enjoy about hotel rooms is obviously you don't have your all your kits, you don't have the equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I quite like showing up at one and having a little once walk around the room. I mean, being quite a you know physical player. And um, looking mm. at the different things I can use and how I can manipulate them into like a king item. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Of yeah. I collect shoehorns from five star hotels. I <laughs> 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 uh, notice. I guess not. Yeah. The name of the hotel or something, and I nick them all, and I have a whole box at the studio. <laughs> 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 Which couldn't be left like a shoehorn and more like some kind of impact tool. That oh, no, they're so useful. Yeah, yeah shoehorns, shoe brushes. <laughs> yeah, so many things you can find in a hotel room also. 
sessioning a lot it can be really exhausting yeah yeah I can imagine yeah, yeah. I, I get I sometimes feel a bit yeah the first time I'm in if I'm in someone else's space I can feel a bit like um almost slightly vulnerable not not quite I need to I like to definitely get there a long time in advance to settle in and kind of yeah come part of the space and Correct. the room and get used to the space um, mm. I don't like feeling off guard in someone else's space, which I, I sometimes can the first time I walk into it. Mm. Yeah, because also okay. like you're leading it, right? And so you have to lead the space and you don't want it to be obvious that it's new to you also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes on into into running your little minds <laughs> <laughs> out there. Yeah. Hmm. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for the lovely chat. Is there anything else that you wanted yeah. to add about how music influences kink for you or Dirk? No, I'm, uh, something that Adrena mentioned just a minute ago was kind of an, an evolution of, you know, how it's changed over time. Yes. And I mean, for me, I've, you know, I've been playing for, 20, 25 years or something. And I think that the, I think that my tastes in music were more primal um, a long time ago and then became a little bit more refined over time. <laughs> and I, I think that, I mean, now, like I said, just in the last, you know, six weeks or so that um, it, it's become yet another thing for me where it's it's very much about connection and um i i think that it has you know become something uh you know very special to mm, to me yeah. th this this new phase yeah. and uh that's why i that's why i handed it over to my partner because i felt like she she got it you know she her her music knowledge was better than mine and I trusted her with setting the mood. And uh, I think that's a little bit of e evolution as well of to, uh, you know, to, to trust the person yeah. who I'm, you know, building a relationship with to, 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 to find this soundtrack for us. It's nice to see um, how flexible you've been in moving with what you need and what you feel like. Yeah, this is definitely the first time that I've handed that over to someone. Mm, but not only that, but like the primal thing. Yes. Yeah, but it's still nice to turn on the primal every now and then. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to let it all hang out, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Adrena, what, what song gets you to let it all hang out? <laughs> um i have oh many 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 <laughs> um, that's my problem actually that is i think i'd have a quieter life if i wasn't didn't have so many tracks as soon as they came on um a little light in me lights up and then i'm wired and ready to go it's like having three shots of tequila <laughs> <laughs> oh wow Thank that you. sounds like a much healthier way i wish i could do yeah. that <laughs> Three shots of tequila. <laughs> on top of it. Okay. Me on the call. <laughs> I'll keep up. Yeah. Mm, raging for me. I really like uh actually Adrena and I went to this party in London the first time together, Club Verboten. Mm -hmm. And I really like if I'm sometimes I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to run techno parties about fifteen oh. years ago. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, in China a long long time ago and um, so there's still a, a streak of dark techno in me mm -hmm. and so I guess for me if I'm getting really primal and it's not just my mouth being 
obscenely cruel to somebody, which is also a lot of fun. But um, it's it's would have to be at the moment. It's probably Carl's. I think first verboten mix. It's on their SoundCloud. It's pretty. Okay. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> But it's pretty dark and definitely primal. So, so maybe maybe um, when you're alone, Dirk. Right. <laughs> right. She sounds very sweet. Might be a bit much. So yeah. <laughs> oh, she's. Uh, let's just say that she's pushing me uh, to be much darker than I've ever oh. been. With, with anyone ever, ever, and I, like I'm trying to catch up to her. Oh, I like that. So it's like it's very um, nuanced music, but at the same time, she's very crazy. intense, very, very <laughs> intense. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for, for this episode, Adrena. It was amazing to have you and your knowledge. So thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, thank you. It's lovely hearing your voice. Lovely to talk to you. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I'm going to try to dream up ways to get you back also. So yeah. Beware. <laughs> yeah, you're, look, you're always welcome. We'd love to have you on the show. Yes, no, thank you. I would love to. Anytime, definitely. Lovely. Hey, let me, wanna... while we have her here, I, I always want to make sure that we get promo out for anyone who's on the show. Yes. So let me say quickly, if you want to know more about Mistress Adrena Angela, then you can check out her website at mistressadrena.co.uk. And Adrena is spelled A-D-R-E-E-N-A. Um, you can also see her on Twitter, at Adrena Mistress. On Instagram, at Adrena Angela. And she has an OnlyFans account that you should be checking out. It's OnlyFans.com backslash or forward, excuse me, forward slash Adrena underscore Angela. Did, did I miss anything there? Do you want to, is well, there anything you want to plug? Thank you. No, that, that covers it, I think. Cool. Go check, go check out her stuff, guys. Thank you. It's really yeah. hot and you don't deserve it. That's right. You deserve it. Should pay for it and then cover your eyes. <laughs> Can't touch your eyes at the moment, otherwise I'd touch them. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah. All right. Do you want to take us out, Dirk? We're quarantine soon. Yes, let's do it. Yes. Quarantinis. It's a quarantini <laughs> hour, you know, like martini hour. That is <laughs> fantastic. Mm, yeah, I got it from a corporate slave of mine. Who's, their company is trying up all of these little exciting things to keep themselves motivated. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking that one. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, once again, thanks to Adrena Angela for for uh, visiting with us today. And um, if listeners would like to participate in future questions and be part of future episodes, then follow at You Will Please Me on Twitter and keep an eye out for Sunday questions. You can reach the show at info at safewordpodcast.com or see more at our website, safewordpodcast.com. The Safe Word Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and almost everywhere else. If you like what you're hearing, your positive reviews on those services will help us immensely to get this out to a wider audience. Mr. Siva, please tell tell your slaves to give us some reviews. <laughs> I don't, I won't tell them, but I'll make sure that they just do it. All right. They're, they're, not, listening to you. they're not listening to me. They're listening to you. Okay. Uh, more on Miss Steva is at youwillpleaseme.com. Her Twitter address is at youwillpleaseme. And you can also see her on Instagram, youwillplease underscore me. And you should check out pleasemelive.com. That features photos, videos, and live sessions. Trust me, you don't want to miss that. More on me, Dark Hooper, is at 
www.darkhooper.com. I'm available on Twitter or Instagram at darkhooper or really just about anywhere else you can imagine. Also, I'm answering your BDSM relationship questions right now for Ask Dirk. And you can email your questions to me, Dirk at DirkHooper.com. Thanks for listening to the Safe Word Podcast. For Mr. Siva, this is Dirk Hooper saying, dream hard. <laughs>